Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. I'm Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talked to Jesse Lakes about running experiments with affiliate links. And this is a pretty cool sort of uh, offer that Jesse has given us. Basically, if you have some experiments, right, if you want to do CRO, this conversion rate optimization, if you have experiments in mind, Jesse has the technology and the ability with Genius Link to test that out. So he talks about it a little bit like at the very end of the interview, but be sure to check out the link in the description so that you can contact Genius Link. You can get in touch with the folks there to see if it's a good match to run an experiment. The cool part is they're like, hey, we'll let you use the Genius Link platform, no charge, as long as you know, you'll let us see the data that you're coming with when you're running the experiment. So of course you have to have a a valid experiment that is worth trying that, you know, that we can all get value from. So keep that in mind, but it's just wide open and it's a really cool offer that Jesse put out there. So pretty excited about that. And it's, I want to tell you about the things that we're testing, right? The things that Jesse has already tested rather. That's what I meant to say. Basically he took a look at the choice pages, right? So this is a piece of functionality over a genius link where someone can click on a link and then they they land on this landing page, which is called the choice page. And it has multiple retailers on there. So the visitor, the would-be customer can check to see what the prices are. Basically they could shop. So the question is whether or not a choice page will convert better than a direct link to Amazon. So we reveal that in the episode. And then the second thing that is tested, that was tested, is Nike, right? So Nike has regional storefronts across the world. And will it be better to geo-target a link from Genius Link versus using the affiliate links provided by CJ, which is Commission Junction? So those are the two tests that Genius Link ran through. And the big part of this whole episode is really about how to run an experiment, the right way to set things up and how to make sure that hopefully you're going to get the right sort of data. Now, Jesse emphasizes this quite a bit, but it's a little complicated to set up an experiment properly so that you can get usable data at the end. So I'm also going to link to a blog post that Jesse wrote and it outlines everything in a little more detail. So if we hit a point where you're like, I'm not really sure I follow what they're talking about, you can check out this blog post and it'll break it down for you in a very clear way. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Jesse Lakes. Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here from Niche Site Project, and we're recording The Doug Show. I have my good friend on here, Jesse Lakes. What's going on today? Ah, it's just another beautiful day in uh, sunny Seattle. Fantastic. Good to see you. And it's it's been a little while. It's been, um, you know, quarantine time. So are you and the family and the, the company holding up pretty good socially, health health-wise and all that? Health-wise is the easy one. Um, socially, yeah, yeah, we're doing our six-foot uh, visits and so forth uh, as as allowed, as okay. We're we're doing well. It seems um, people are taking this extra time where they no longer have a commute to dive down and and start uh, some side projects, some some side hustles. And it's been really awesome to see that. And just the the 
unique spot that we're at with Genius Link. It's been awesome to help out with that as well. And for the folks that don't know anything about Genius Link or who you are, could you give the 90 second intro? Sure. Yeah, we are a uh, intelligent link management platform with a, a deep history in the world of affiliate. So our classic uh, feature that most people know us of is taking an Amazon link and making sure that it works around the world. Uh, it uses all the different Amazon storefronts and all the different Amazon affiliate programs. But of course, that's just the uh, the tip of the iceberg these days. Very cool. In fact, um, and if you want to mention uh, Kit as well, I was actually on there putting together. A lot of people are asking, hey, what are you recording with for YouTube? What are you using for the podcast? So I finally was getting around to um, putting together my kit. So what, awesome. what's Kit? Yeah. Yeah. Kit.co is a, um, a platform that we acquired about a year ago that allows... Uh, we call them creatives or creators. And it's really, you know, podcasters, bloggers, authors, et cetera. Um, people that, that put products together to solve a problem, uh, for different scenarios. So for yourself, you know, with the podcasting, but it's really just a, a great place for affiliates to yeah list out certain products for a certain area and earn affiliate commissions. Uh, it takes advantage of the genius link platform, but also puts a pretty easy, uh, UI and, and presents it in a very clean way. So it's, yeah, it's been a, it's a really fun platform and, and works real well with, with genius link. Which, of course, is uh, why we bought it. It's uh, yeah, it was very slick, and I like how it integrates with like several different affiliate programs, like right from the dashboard. Like no crazy configuration, no weird uh, sort of interface that you have to figure out on your own. It just is all right there. So, cool. okay, so we'll quickly transition into the topic of the day, which is running experiments, and very specifically for affiliate links. So. Mm-hmm you know, you guys are in a perfect position to run such experiments. So you, in this particular uh, case, what we're going to talk about today, two experiments that you went through, you have Mm -hmm. results. We'll definitely share those. But the bigger thing I think is how to run an experiment and people that maybe have some hypothesis that they want to test, how to do it without Mm -hmm. going crazy and actually like getting results that you can rely on. So yeah. we're going to get into all of that. And what what were the couple tests that you were running? Yeah, sure. So we did uh, two different experiments uh, with um, some clients. So the first one was uh, around Nike's affiliate program. So Nike Nike's a worldwide brand, uh, just like Amazon is. And Nike also, like Amazon, has different storefronts in different parts of the world. Uh, how Nike differentiates from, from uh, Amazon is that they have actually some basic geotargeting built into the website. So uh, if you land on Nike's UK site and they see you have coming from a US IP, they'll ask if you actually want to go to the, the Nike store in the US. So that that user experience piece is a bit more taken care of than it is from Amazon. On the flip side, though, uh, they have different affiliate programs for different stores, but they have it on different affiliate networks. You know, Amazon at least keeps it a little bit simple where you know Amazon.com has its own affiliate program. You have to sign up for that to get commissions on that store. You know, Amazon.co.uk, etc. But Amazon uses or sorry, Nike uses uh, CJ in the US and they use AWIN kind of everywhere else in the world. So you have a broken monetization story, but you have most of the pieces there for, for a UX story. And our, our hypothesis there was instead of just using a single link to Nike, let's use a quote unquote intelligent link for Nike and, and make sure that people from different parts of the world are taken to the correct storefront using the correct affiliate tracking of information. And from my perspective, it was kind of a no brainer, but 
again, I, I eat, breathe, sleep, you know, this, this whole focus on making sure that that mid body and long tail is taken care of. So, uh, just for the sake of, of argument, we, we connected with a partner and a bunch of Nike links and, and ran, ran an experiment, which we'll talk more about here in a minute. The other experiment that we, um, had the pleasure of doing, and we've done many of these uh, since, but connected with a YouTuber, a professional chef by the name of Justin Kana. Justin has uh, a YouTube channel that, that talks about a lot of different uh, aspects of, of uh, being a chef, but in particular, he he recommends different gear, reviews different gear, and, and knives were, were one of the, the things that he reviewed. That's obviously an important piece of uh, being a chef. So we were comparing a uh, does a does an Amazon link that goes directly to Amazon? How does that compare to the performance of a choice page? And a choice page is something that Genius Link's been experimenting with a lot uh, recently, where you can promote a single product, but it's got multiple different buy buttons. So maybe Amazon is one, and uh, Walmart I think was another. There was a, a couple other retailers, and forget off the top of my head at the moment. But we wanted to see, you know, does that direct go to Amazon every single time? Does that convert better? Is that worth more per click or actually introducing another click in the flow, but giving users a little bit of a, of a chance to do some price comparison and, and really buy, find the retailer that's perfect for them. So that was, yeah, that was the second experiment. So two fairly different experiments, but they both, again, like, as you said, revolved around an affiliate link and having this idea that, you know, maybe a geotarget link works better than, than not so much uh, or a non-geotarget link, or does a direct Amazon link work better or worse than than a, a Amazon or a product recommended across the choice page. So I had hypotheses. I had guesses for both of those, but I, I didn't know the results. It was it was pretty interesting. We'll, we'll save that for a little bit later on. We'll, we'll dive through the details first, I'm sure. A true podcaster, you know, make them wait. <laughs> so, well, did for for these two, I mean, did I know you said you didn't know what was going to happen, but were you like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like these are going to be good tests to give us like better results? Yeah. And that's, you know, as, as a CEO, right. I always have a gut that I'm, I'm working off of, but <laughs> my gut is not always correct. So making those data driven decisions, um, can be really helpful. And I think, you know, just to take a, kind of a quick step here or a quick step back as, as an affiliate marketer, especially in the early days, you know, it's, it's important to trust your gut. You don't have the time or the resources, the bandwidth to, to run these experiments. And I think it's important to note that experiments are super important to, to dive into, but it's, it's when kind of your head and your gut start to diverge, right? Your gut says, do this. And your head says, ah, hold on. Maybe that's not exactly it. And when you kind of get to that, you're not sure, boom, it's time to run an experiment. Is your gut winning? Is your head winning? Yeah, where, where do you go? Okay. As far as designing the experiment and like understanding the process, you've outlined it pretty well on a blog post, which we'll share for people's reference. But can you run through the, you know, seven steps that you've listed here? Sure. And so the seven steps we have here are a pretty good baseline, but I want to be, you know, the, the first disclaimer that I, I did not get a degree in a science-based education. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got a business degree, which, uh, so, you know, for, for those proper statisticians or those proper scientists out there, there may be little tweaks on these seven steps, but in general, kind of the, the seven steps is, as we saw from our experiments and also from, from some of the other experiments we've, um, seen from, from peers in the space and, and read about it's, it's really kind of start with defining your question, having that, that difference between your gut and your head, what, what is that? Um, the next one is really just how to kind of take some time. Sorry, is that dog <laughs> Jack in the background? Is he? Uh, yeah, you can see him there. He's um, all good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so the next kind of step is to, to plan your approach, right? So plan your approach is really just to take a moment and think about this experiment, right? What you've got your thesis, the hypothesis, you know, how, 
how do you look at those two different pieces? Do you have a control and a test or do you have a control and multiple different tests? It's a multivariate test. Um, and just think about that and just start to, to brainstorm, to, to brain dump um, what are the different pieces you want to look at? How would you define success? You know, what what factors can can influence this in a negative or a positive way, et cetera. And once you have that, that plan, then it's time to actually start having some fun. Um, and this is where, you know, kind of the genius link side kicks in and where I get I enjoy getting nerdy about it because yeah, it's time to set up your links. When you start to set up your links, you, you've again, with a, a test, you have to have something to compare against something else, your control versus your test. So, you know, getting that set up in a way that's uh, smart that you can then track the results to make sure that at the end of the experiment, the data that you have is clear and concise. And it's not just all jumbled together. Uh, once you have your link set up, it's time to actually get those out and get, get some traffic on them to, to actually start running that, that, that experiment. So, you know, publishing those links or updating the links you currently have. And once that's there, the next one is, you know, kind of step five is, is one of the easiest. And that's, you just have to wait. Uh, you need a, a critical mass of traffic to come through so you can really see, you know, is one better than the other? Are they saying, you know, so forth and so on. Once you've given it that time, and sometimes it's shorter than others, just based off the traffic, based off the results, the difference between the two, et cetera, uh, then it's time to to really kind of dive in and look at those numbers. Um, was this better than this? Or was this better than this? Are, do you trust these numbers? Are the numbers, you know, are there things that you didn't think about when you first set them up that they're kind of looking a little funky that you maybe need to unpack a little bit? And then at the very end is you've got these results and you get to make the decision. Did, was my gut right? Was my head right? Or... I don't know. Um, and it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, we need to go back to the drawing board and tweak this test or run it for a little bit longer, et cetera. So yeah, the seven steps, but you may find that you need to iterate a few times before you kind of get to a point where you're totally comfortable. Or you know, you may find that this is a bit addictive and you keep iterating time and time and time again and continue to evolve and, and kind of tweak your, your links and your affiliate strategy until hopefully uh, you're doing quite well. Got it. When, in your observation, have you seen people make a couple of very common mistakes when they're trying to run an experiment or they're thinking about running an experiment? I have a couple that I'll mention after you, so you can <laughs> have the glory if you if you pick one of mine. Yeah, so we're great at making mistakes, um, but we learn from our mistakes. And some of the biggest ones we've learned from is really just kind of figuring out a good, clean way to differentiate what is kind of your control versus your test versus kind of what was happening beforehand. Within the Genius Link platform, we have different, um, we call them groups, but they're essentially buckets. So uh, a link that sits in this group can use this tracking information. A link that sits in this group can use this tracking information. So having that tracking information be different, but also then separating that from, from the existing data or from the account as a whole. It takes a lot of work to kind of set these up in an efficient way. So often you're not going to set up every single one of your links as, as a test. So just, you know, I want to pull these ones aside. Okay. Move them into a separate group. And I want to test these two pieces. Okay. That's another separate group. So that kind of granularity, uh, so that at the very end, you have the, the fidelity that you need in the data to be able to make more concrete decisions. So we've screwed that up a couple times there. The other one is really just around the, the time period, uh, understanding how much is enough time, you know, getting excited, you know, stopping the test, looking at the data, it's, oh, it's, it's amazing results. And then you like go to actually look at the statistical significance. Like, no, you don't have, you got to hold on, you know, Dragonfly. We, we need a little bit more time here. We need more data to come through to, to really see this is, this is actually statistically significant, not just a fluke, not just, you know, one lucky click that resulted in a, a big sale or whatever it may be, which can skew everything. Um, so those are probably the two biggest ones. Um, 
but I'm sure there's others, other mistakes that we've made over time. Oh, sure. I guess the third, sorry, um, is to isolate what you want to test. So I, I guess that's another important thing. Um, like for the Nike one, we, we looked at the top 10 countries. Nike has more than 10 different storefronts, but you kind of got to this point where it didn't make sense to, to you know, figure out and build the links for you know, storefronts 11 through 20, which we're still getting traffic. So we said just the 10 countries, and then we have to isolate for those countries. Uh, with the choice page test, we were just looking at specifically at US-based traffic. So we had to isolate the uh, international traffic from that. So that step of you know, kind of isolation, we, we skipped in the first, first round. Whoops. Got it. And I think... It's kind of similar to one of the ones you mentioned, but I think a lot of people end up doing the multivariant test, which mm. is extremely hard to do. I mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've had any kind of science, uh, anything, but I have an yeah. engineering degree. So we did, it was in the science area, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And the multivariant sort of tests are, you have to have so much more data. And even then you could be picking up artifacts from, your your sample set um, mm-hmm. in one observation. So we have this data, especially for the choice pages for a YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. So if it if it was traffic coming from a blog, a visitor coming from a blog, it could be different. Or if they're coming from Instagram, just because they're in a different mindset, different demographic, all that kind of stuff, which someone may look at the data here and just say like, oh, choice pages always win. I think they probably do, by the way. But you would have to make sure like the traffic is similar and it could be totally different depending on, you know, who that person is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, we're finding, you know, with choice pages too, is that um, it seems to work better for higher priced items. Uh, for lower cost items, the extra click's not worth it. You know, if you're looking at toothpaste, you know, you're, you're probably not going to price compare toothpaste. But as soon as you get to, you know, $200 microphones or, or lighting equipment, then it starts to be worth your time. So we're, we're learning little nuances there. Just like you said, there's, there's a lot going on, but to take a step back, you're absolutely right. The multivariate piece, you need enough traffic to go through every single one of those possible outcomes to really start to compare. And that's, that's hard to do. You know, you need thousands and thousands and thousands of clicks on a single link. Uh, if, if you're setting it up that way and that's, um, yeah, not a lot of people have many thousands of clicks on just a single link in any short time frame. So I, I completely yeah. hear the, um, this is probably getting a little too nerdy, but the other thing that is probably worth mentioning here is just, uh, that whole you know, correlation and causation, right? That just because you see something happening doesn't mean that you impacted it because you did it that way. And that's a lesson that, you know, just because you put in a choice page doesn't mean that the choice page resulted in and was the reason that that led to higher sales. You know, there's some correlation there because you're seen on the other side, but it isn't just because of that. It may have, you know, seasonality kicks in or some of these other factors kick in. Again, you're trying to isolate those as much as possible, but uh, there are other things that can impact your test in, in weird ways and, and mess them up. This stuff has to be uh, repeatable and mm-hmm. other people should be able to repeat your results with their um, same sort of test and that sort of thing. So, and that's like when it really proves like the data was good, this mm-hmm. approach is definitely better. We see it across the board and removing any of the, maybe, like I said, artifacts that you didn't count on. So. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Now, one part that we glossed over, which as I was looking at the blog post, I kind of went cross-eyed. I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> and that is the setting up the links part. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us about how you needed to do this? Uh, let's focus on 
the uh, the Nike one first, and then we'll sure. talk about the choice page setup. Yeah. So this is why I, I love this so much is that with these experiments, we get to use a lot of the different aspects that we've built into Genius Link over the years that we just kind of saw as separate features. So with the Nike one in particular, we had a couple different things that we need to achieve, right? We had our control, right, which was just a direct Nike link. And that control needed to be hit 50% of the time. So that part of the experiment was relatively easy. Inside of Genius Link, you have a, uh, the opportunity to create a AB split link, which just allows you to assign different percentage of traffic to different destinations. So we could say 50% of traffic goes to to this this control, and that control is just the, the standard direct to Amazon, or sorry, direct to Nike using Nike's affiliate program. But then we needed the the thing that we're testing to do something different, right? And we needed to move some of that other traffic out. Again, we're only testing 10 countries in particular. So we now needed to nest a advanced link inside of the AB link. So that 50% that goes to the control, that's simple. The 50% that goes to the test, well, that's that's the experiment, right? That's that's what we're really interested in. So we use the the um, advanced link. We picked the 10 different countries. We found the 10 different destinations and we put them in there. But we also said that, hey, you know, for traffic that's coming from outside of these countries, we don't want that as part of the experiment. So you have one advanced link, you have that that AB split piece to do it, but get rid of the other stuff. We had to do another advanced link on top of it. So you have multiple layers to set this link up correctly. And that's really why, you know, the step before, step two, you know, plan your approach is why you really kind of need to, to sketch through this. There's no way I could have just sat down in front of the Genius Link dashboard and say, okay, boom, boom, boom here's my links, here's how they're configured. I had to, you know, I, I think I used a, um, uh, an outline for, for this to just say, for this one, you know, tab it in, needs to go here for 50%. Okay, so tab it in, this is the two different destinations. Okay, go back and then just kind of use that outline format to visualize how I want that link to, to structure. Um, in the other test, we use just a spreadsheet to kind of help say, okay, these are the des different destinations. These are where it needs to group back into. Here's the link that it should belong to. These links should belong inside here, et cetera. But that's every, every experiment is going to be slightly different, but you're probably going to use, and again, this doesn't have to be genius link specific. It's just <laughs> ironically, our tool does this really well, but there's, there's multiple other link management tools that do, you know, this whole split link or these advanced links where you can assign different countries, but just kind of taking the time to, to think through how those pieces fit together, playing with them a little bit, testing them, of course, and, and seeing it. But yeah, yeah I, I don't blame you for going cross-eyed on that. It, it took time to figure out what the right path was forward, but that time was easier done in that plan your approach phase versus actually building the links, realizing you built it wrong, going back to the drawing board, building another one, testing it, figuring out it was wrong again, et cetera. So um, yeah, it's important. You fully do your homework on the, the step before you move to the next one. It makes sense. If you're building something, which you are when you're setting up the links, then you really need to understand how big, you know, if you're building a house, like how big is the uh, foundation? How right. tall is this going to be? Like, what am I going to need in a day or two? Like what sort of uh, like two by fours or other lumber? Doors? You need doors for a house? Oh, yeah. I should have remembered to put those in. Exactly. Windows too? Yeah. All that stuff. Okay. And then once you were... I imagine as long as you plan ahead, the actual setup within a tool, whether it's Genius Link or something else, is probably not overly complicated. You just have to create the links and put in your inputs, and then you have your links that you could use, right? 
Exactly. If yeah, if, if you have it mapped out, it's just a matter of, of using the tool, being familiar with, okay, this is how you set up an A-B link or here's how you, you nest one inside the other. Here's how you should organize it. Yeah. That's that's really easy. Again, if you, you spent the time kind of planning your approach, all the all the tools are, are pretty simplistic. But you, yeah, you probably spend three times as much. You put three times as much time into the setting up your links as you do of actually kind of building those links. And then the choice pages, you just use the spreadsheet and again, straightforward to create those links mm-hmm. and nothing weird going on, right? Shouldn't be. The first one is always going to be the hardest, um, but it gets way easier as, as you kind of iterate off of that, learn, learn your process, learn your flow, learn what, yeah, does the spreadsheet approach or does the outline approach work, work better and how to kind of tweak off of that. Okay. Gotcha. So once you have the link set up, you, you publish, you're good to go. And basically then- publishing, you test, right? The first thing you should always, always, always test your link or else that whole waiting period is worthless because you, you didn't get enough there. So yeah, publish because you want to do kind of an end-to-end test, right? You want to make sure that it's working correctly on your website or in your social media channel, wherever you wherever you published it. It's, make, it's working correctly inside of the link management tool. And it's also working correctly inside of the affiliate network and, re- and the reporting side there too. So you can publish it today, but it may take a day or so for uh, AWIN or CJ or Amazon to come back and show you, okay, you got you got actual data coming through on that tracking ID. Okay, I see the, the clicks happening here inside the link management tool. When I clicked it, it was going to one of the different destinations. So yeah, I, I mentioned just, yeah, step four is purely published, but it really should be published and test and test should be just as emphasized because that's a, it's a huge part. It sucks to wait, you know, six weeks and then realize that you messed up on one simple thing that's just going to completely screw up your, your results. And when you, when you test, I imagine, you know, you click through to see a click is going through, but for actual sales as you know, we're affiliates, we shouldn't be like purchasing on our affiliate link. That's not going to show up. It's violating a terms Mm -hmm. of service and all that. So I take it you wait until actual traffic passes through the test and then you'll see that, like you said, after a day or two. Yeah, that's so you're absolutely right. Don't buy products from your Amazon affiliate links because that can get you in trouble. But if you're seeing clicks being recorded from that tracking ID, it's very, you know, there's very few things that would uh, keep you from actually seeing sales. So uh, there's often, you know, Amazon's great because it's such a short lag. With some of these other affiliate networks, it can be, you know, 72-hour lag between a click and a sale uh, or even even longer depending on what that cookie window is. But clicks are often reported fairly quickly in the affiliate networks. Um, so if you're seeing the click show up, then you should probably, you're probably in a good spot. You don't necessarily have to wait for, for a sale, but yeah, after you publish, it, it may take, you know, 24 hours before you're comfortable, you know, checking that, that mark and moving on to the next step of, of waiting. And then how long do you wait? Depends. And this is the hard question, right? So what we found is what we typically aim for is having at least a thousand clicks per per test, per control. And that thousand clicks is just a general benchmark. So if you, if there's a crazy difference between your test and control, you don't need as many clicks. But if it's only you know, a half a percent change, you're gonna need a whole lot more. And that goes back to this whole statistical significance thing. So big difference, 
less traffic, less time necessary to, to see if there's results. If it's a small difference between you know, the red button versus the green button, if it's such a small nuanced thing, you're going to need a lot of volume to come through before you're actually comfortable that it's not just a, a little fluke for one reason or the other. So the time and the traffic are the two factors there, right? It, for one client, we can we can wait a week because they're uh, they're driving more more traffic through the links. A smaller client, it may take six weeks or two months to actually get the traffic necessary through the links to to really kind of get to a point where we think it's it's good. So yeah, general rule of thumb again is we we like to see about a thousand clicks per per destination to ensure that we're we're in at least in the right place. Um, but it could be less than that as well, um, or it could be significantly more. For these two tests, how many links did you create and how did you, I guess, set it up, I guess, going back? Because I'm just curious, you know, you could potentially just in my head thinking about it for for the YouTuber, you could basically go to a super high traffic video that you know gives you a lot of clicks and then you Mm -hmm. know that probably it's going to work across the board, but not necessarily, Mm -hmm. but pretty safe. And then just run it on that one video through the one link or yeah. How'd you set it up? Yeah. So with the choice page, it was one, one link that we set up the test for with the Nike link um, or the Nike test. It was um, five different links that we set up for. And since we've published this, we've uh, completed about another 10 different tests on choice pages. We want to be absolutely sure that these choice pages are as, <laughs> are the cat's pajamas. Um, so we, we continue to, to run different tests on those. Um, and we're actually finding that instead of one link at a time, we're, we're typically picking a client's, their five to 10 best links, um, top performing links. And we'll, we'll set those up, move those into separate groups. When I first did the, um, the choice page testing, that was a lot of administrative overhead. Um, when doing the links as a whole, it makes it a lot easier to get more traffic, et cetera. So, for for the initial uh, choice page test, the one that's mentioned in this blog, it was just a single link that we used. But we found, as we continue to run more and more of these tests, that actually uh, having five to ten of your your top links or highest uh, traffic links and running those tests um, together is is giving more results or better results sooner. And by better results, I just mean that we're getting that kind of thousand clicks uh, earlier, so we can kind of make the tweaks off of that and, and go from there. Gotcha. Okay. And then we're dipping into analysis a little bit here already. And is there anything sort of unusual that you have to be aware of, or is it pretty clear as long as you see like, oh, the the control is doing much better or much worse? Is there any sort of trick to review the data? I think the trick is not taking shortcuts, um, but actually grabbing the data putting it there, looking at it, slicing and dicing a few different ways. You know, typically when when you're, you know, kind of planning your approach, you'll define what success is. And we typically use earnings per click. Um, you know, EPC is is a great, it's it's my favorite affiliate metric. You know, everyone has their own, but EPC seems to you know, normalize for sales, normalizes for clicks. Those are the two, you know, most important pieces. So having that EPC value was, was kind of how we we gauge success. But we also looked at conversion rates. We also um, saw with the uh, the choice pages in particular that it's really easy to get the clicks coming out of the choice pages, but that's not a fair apples to apples comparison. It needs to be clicks into the choice page versus clicks you know directly to Amazon. So we had to you know take a, a moment to to take a step back and look at we call those impressions inside of, of Genius Link. So you know the impressions to a choice page versus the clicks to Amazon. So you know by <laughs> they're the same thing. But because we're calling different, you know, it took a little bit of a mental somersaults to to kind of get that set up. So 
grab the data, look at the data, crunch the data a couple different ways, um, look for mistakes, think about it, you know, peer review if, if that's available to you to, to really kind of dive in. But yeah, that, that analyze step is, um, we skim over that. It's easier once you've done the first experiment because you know what to look for and what data specifically to grab. But yeah, the first couple of times we, we did this, we grabbed a lot of different data and looked at it a lot of different ways before we figured out, okay, this is, this tells the story as accurately as possible with the least amount of additional overhead to, to grab the pieces. We will do this for later iterations on it. Got it. Anything else with setting up, running the experiment before you reveal the results? So realize you're probably going to screw it up the first time and just be okay with that. As affiliate marketers, we're kind of used to that, right? It's it's an iterative process. We're always kind of building upon it. But um, doing it right through it, you're going to learn so much from from the first couple experiments. Yeah, we've we've done dozens and dozens of experiments now, which is why I felt comfortable to finally write the blog. Is that we've we've made a lot of mistakes. We you know kind of figured out how to how to get the different pieces, and hopefully you don't have to make nearly as many mistakes. And I would be delighted to congratulate you for getting it right the first time. Um, and yeah, please let us know if you do. Um, but yeah, just be prepared to uh, shoot. I can't actually compare this or this or, yeah, I didn't factor this out and, and realizing that to, to get going. But yeah, the analyze stage will, will help you there. But then, yeah, kind of on the reveal, yeah, double check your work because nothing's more embarrassing than letting someone know these numbers and then realizing that you're wrong, um, which is doing that publicly. It's good to do that, you know, again, within your peer group, um, you know, close friend, Hey, yeah, check my math. What am I seeing here? What, 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 what's wrong? Um, that's, that can be super helpful. Definitely. And I'll second that, Hey, you know, you may make a mistake with the setup. And the other part is most of the tests that I see are failures, right? Like it's, barely a difference, if anything. And it's not even within the, I guess, the significant area where you can actually say, we should change this. So it's like half Mm -hmm. a percent. And it could be wrong because you don't know how clean the data is coming in. There's some mistakes along the way. And yeah, most of the, I have a friend who's just been running a bunch of tests and basically he feels like he's wasted a few weeks because now he knows he was doing things pretty good before. <laughs> Which and, is good. Uh, you know, I, exactly. I don't think calling it failure is not, I think the right, you know, what was it? Thomas Edison failed a thousand times before he made a light bulb. And it's, you know, you, you figure out what's doesn't work. You know, you figure out that actually, you know, your gut had it right 90% of the time, you know, but if you can't justify that, your head's not going to stop nagging you and letting you know that the, your gut was right. So it's okay to fail. It's okay to come with an inconclusive result. Yeah. It's one thing, one more thing you can, you can check off, um, to move forward. It's, you know, you don't figure out how to make a light bulb the first time through. Um, you don't figure out how to double your commissions the first time through. Um, it takes time and effort and yeah, tweaking to, to, to do exactly that. So what were the results? So the choice page, um, this initial results were, were really interesting. Uh, we found that, you know, that direct to, to Amazon link uh, resulted in an EPC of about a little over eight cents per click. On the flip side, we saw that with the choice page, with the four different options, we were getting closer to 18 cents per click. So there was actually about 115% improvement. Um, and that's, again, we, we had to do the experiment a couple of times to, to get everything cleared out, but we're, we're pretty comfortable with those results there. So it seems that a choice page, at least for promoting high end nice via a, a YouTube channel for, for, uh, cooking, this choice page is, is a, is a good option. Taking, taking a look at the, uh, the Nike one, um, 
I have to find that data off the top of my head. It was... Oh, yeah. So the EPC, it was... 20 cents for the control and 31 cents for the test, which is 54.84% higher. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds, that sounds about right. So turns out that taking care of at least the top 10 countries in your, your Nike links, um, can result in a, a decent bump in, in your, your EPC. Pretty amazing. And one, one thing I'm curious, especially cause I'm more familiar with, um, the choice pages and, just having more options. And I'm curious whether having fewer or more choices helps. So whether you have, you know, Walmart versus Amazon versus, you know, three other vendors out there that are selling. And I have a feeling, cause I, I usually try and limit choices. So people are mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to check two. And mm -hmm. then they don't get burnt out, like checking all mm -hmm. these different e-commerce the paradox of choice right you give yep. them too many options they get stuck and inevitably those those kind of sites they'll have the pop-up say 15 percent, and like all of a sudden like someone's gotten completely off the rails there because they've they've clicked around too much so yeah mm -hmm. just curious do you remember do you happen to remember how many different choices were on the page so with the knife one, it was four. Uh, with some of the other testing we've done, uh, we, we stick to two. That's a lot of it is around camera gear and Amazon and BH are kind of two of the biggest names in the space. But you know what? That's a perfect thing to run an experiment for um, is does, yeah. And this might actually be more of a setup for a multivariate where you know, a choice page with you know, one or sorry, two, two options, three options, four options, you know, which of those compare best. But um, yeah, the, the product category, the price, the call to action, you know, the number of options, all those things are, are factors in, in, in these experiments. So again, we, I think we did a pretty good job getting rid of the noise and really kind of, you know, focusing on, but there's still other things that can, that can lead to those changes. And we, we talked about, you know, kind of that iterative cycle. Now that we know that choice pages perform better than, than a direct to Amazon link. Well, let's try a slightly different choice page or let's try, you know, one, you know, three different ways with Amazon link choice page as it was and choice page with a slightly different um, number or whatever, changing one variable at a time. We have to drive, you know, 50% more traffic now so that each of those get the, the, the traffic that they need to be statistically significant, as we talked about before, because those multivariates become heavier and heavier burdens to carry with, with having enough traffic to deal through. But now that you kind of have that stepping stone, that foundation of how to build and test and experiment fully, then you can, you can kind of level up and, and go from there. Very cool. Any other experiments on the horizon that you that you can tell us that you're doing right now? So last summer, I ran a handful of different choice page tests, and this uh, Justin Connors was one of them. Um, earlier this year, we um, a guy from our team was taking this one step further. So uh, he's run, I think, nearly a dozen different tests now um, with a variety of different sized YouTubers uh, looking again, mostly focused on camera gear. And so far, we've we found pretty consistent results, um, which has been awesome. You know, back to you were saying just that whole repeatability. So the next step is to, you know, the three things we talked about before, you know, the number of uh, options, uh, the, the category and kind of the call to action, starting to experiment off of that. And that's going to be harder, right? Because it's not as drastic as a difference. Does find the best deal below versus get it now? Do those call to actions matter much? Does 
two retailers versus three retailers really matter? Or is it really two versus five that you're going to see the difference? So yeah, now, now that we've, <laughs> now that we've painted ourselves into this kind of corner, it's time for us to level up as well and, and really kind of take a, take a step further. But thankfully we've been doing a really good job taking notes, figuring out what does and doesn't work, learning from our mistakes that we're, we're getting much more efficient about this. But just to kind of flip that around, uh, yourself, Doug, or someone in your audience, if, if you have a, a great idea about an affiliate experiment you want to run, I want to learn. I want to use this as an opportunity. So I'm I'm willing to sponsor your experiment if you'll share the data with us. So if you have an experiment you want to run, I'm happy to open you up with the Genius Link platform to, to work through these seven steps with you, give you the tools and, and kind of be that peer for you, uh, just in exchange for you know teaching me, teaching teach our team what does and doesn't work in the affiliate space. I think that we have an opportunity for all of us to to level up. Um, it's not a zero sum game. We, we can all help each other. And I think, you know, running some scientific experiments and sharing those results across the community could be a good thing for everyone. So I'd, I'd like to I'd like to help do exactly that. Perfect. Well, and we'll get your, you know, the contact info, the, the area, the, the way you want people to contact you and maybe some criteria we could follow up afterwards to make sure that, you know, you're not going to have to let a test run for a year and a half. You know, maybe we can get it um, a little, a little faster. So we'll make sure we have uh, the right, the right people to run experiments with, with Genius Link. So very cool. Any other uh, parting thoughts here? Don't be afraid. Um, just dive in. Um, it took us a long time to, to dive into this because we, we were scared. You know, there was a lot of areas we just, we didn't know. Um, so, yeah, it's not as scary as it looks and just be prepared to fail the first time through, but it's not a failure. It's you're learning what doesn't work so that you can make it better the second time through. Very cool. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Really appreciate it. And we'll get all your uh, links up and you're over at Genius Link and we'll make sure people can find you in the blog and everything out there. Thank you, Doc. Always a pleasure. Thanks again to Jesse. Really appreciate him taking the time and it's always a pleasure to catch up with him. I think it's an amazing offer over there, the Genius Link. So be sure to check out the contact info so you can get in touch with them if you want to do some CRO on your site. Again, they're doing the heavy lifting. They're not charging you for any anything like a conversion rate optimization company and agency would. They just want to run some tests and, and get more data and you know, they just want to help out. Pretty awesome. So be sure to check that out. Trying to think if there's anything uh, pretty cool or epic. Uh, You know what? I'll just ramble on here for just a moment. I've been doing some different stuff on YouTube. So I know there's a lot of overlap between YouTube and the podcast listeners, but if you do have a minute, definitely check in over there. I still have those long form interviews. Of course, those are fantastic. People really love those, but I'm also trying to, you know, punch it up a little bit and do some shorter videos that are a little bit more engaging. And it's funny. I get feedback. Hey, I love the long episodes. I can watch this stuff all day. And then I get feedback. Hey, everything's too long over 12 minutes. I don't even look at it. So it's a bit of a balancing act, but one thing I do know is um, the shorter videos usually will get just better retention. People watch for longer and sometimes it's a little bit counterintuitive, but it may be better off with say, I don't know, four short videos versus like one long one. 
So it's kind of an interesting thing where people may not watch a 40 minute video, but they might watch four 10 minute videos or 10 minutes of four 12 minute videos, stuff like that. So kind of experimenting over there, trying to do a little bit better on the keyword research versus just publishing videos. It's so interesting because if I just if I just publish videos that are success stories, some people do watch. It's rare that that's going to grow the channel very much, which at some point, you know, I have to look at this more as a business and not just a hobby where I talk to interesting people and then a few other folks watch it. At some point, I do need to grow the channel a little bit. So I am focusing a little bit more on getting organic search on the YouTube side so new people can find Niche Site Project. So on that note, if you if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel and you occasionally watch YouTube, check out the Doug Cunnington channel. I'm out there. There's a lot of cool interviews and stuff like that. And hopefully there's going to be more like how-to kind of stuff as well. So have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode. 